Welcome to episode number 49 of Take Him With You for January 3rd, 2010. Well, this week I'll be reviewing the movie Avatar, talk about using a microphone on the iPod Touch, and more. We'll be talking about my friend's new phone, the Droid, and how did Stargazer do? A little reminiscing about uh, 2009, and what's up for 2010? Some good stuff in store. You're going to like the entire episode. And of course, the subject of the day is priorities. What's most important in life? Find out today on Take Him With You. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Well, it's that time to find out what's going on at Rick's house on Take Him With Christmas and New Year's, and here we are. Yes, we did. It was um, very nice, this pleasant. Is Amy, by the way. Yes, I'm Amy. You're my wife. <clears throat> I'm your wife. Yes, I am. I was saying that in William Shatner, Bill Shatner. You're my wife. Okay. I don't have to answer back in Bill Shatner-ish, do I? No. Good. Thank you. Anyway, here we are, back again to uh, talk a little bit about uh, how things went for the the year of 2009. So um, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the wedding. What would you think? Our son, Nathan, got married. It, it was one of the most unique weddings I've ever been to. How um, so? Well, um, they were wed outside in a rainstorm. And it was very rainy. Yes, I, I call it a torrential downpour. But we came prepared with um, umbrellas, and we had three canopies. And the bride had um, these big muckaluck kind of boots. Galoshes is what I would call them. Galoshes. And um, <clears throat> these big black galoshes with her beautiful white dress. It was quite hilarious. It got a laugh out of everyone. And um, I, I thought about the many times we've camped in western Washington where we've gone what we call blue tarp camping. 
And I thought, well... Here's to you, blue tarp camper. Yes. We, we've been blue tarp camping many times where we look at each other and go, oh, I didn't know I married a Smurf. Yeah, it was it was actually <clears throat> um, classier than blue tarp. Yeah, we, we had some, like, um, taupe tarps. Or no, they weren't tarps. They were canopies. Yeah. We, we had canopies. So it really wasn't blue tarp camping. It was... Um, <coughs> More neutral tarp. Um, no, they weren't tarps. They we had neutral colored canopies, and they were nice. They yeah. were nice canopies. And thank you for the people who let us borrow them. Um, yeah, that, that was came nice. Came in very handy. So our son got married. Mm-hmm. And let's see, we had the big reception at uh, Ivy's parents' house. That's where they got married. And they had a beautiful cake, and um, they and got it was quite tasty of, too. They got four crock pots. Yep. They had four crock pots. Yes. So they, um, I told Ivy that she can now host the big family dinners because she can put everything in the crock pot. Everything in the crock pots. (laughs) That's how I did the reception, a rehearsal dinner I had. That was a fun rehearsal dinner, by the way. Great job. Thank you. We had um, three kinds of pasta and I had them in crock pots. (laughs) Yeah. Worked good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, worked well. Sorry. Yes. So, okay, okay, so then um, we did that. Then we did Christmas. How was Christmas this year for you? I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed going out to um, my family's for Christmas Eve, and we um, had about 40 people at my brother's house, the mm-hmm. old farmhouse. That was fun. And then we went to the Baptist church. We and forgot I got to read some stuff. That was kind of fun. <clears throat> yeah, we got to read um, some A couple of Christmas stories. stories. Yeah, and we sing some hymns a couple songs at christmas songs actually yep and then when we went to the baptist church we had a traditional candlelight service and it was communion and stuff yeah Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that i hadn't been um there for years and years and years maybe decades because um for a long time we were pastoring and we were we were doing the services of um the service at the church we were pastoring so i didn't get to be at my home church it was nice to be at my home church with with people i grew up with and um, family it was good and uh your uh brother larry led the song service which was nice Mm -hmm. and your sister-in-law my sister-in-law as well Mm -hmm. uh sue uh, played the piano and then her dad played the organ and then there was this wonderful lady that played the flute it was beautiful yeah um that's Beth turner oh well she did a great job yeah she does a great great job she's in the community um choir too is their pianist and well they all lit candles at the end this church is rather full i thought and that was kind yeah, of fun it was it was good side it, it was the church that we got married in yes it is not only yes. the church i grew up in but my mother and my sister and I were all married there. Wow, that's well, actually, well. I was too. Two of my brothers were too. <laughs> yeah, so there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. So that was fun. We had a good time on Christmas, and then of course we did the traditional stop at uh, the Canton Chinese food restaurant that we mm-hmm. only go to once a year. Mm-hmm. But you know, after I got those that noodle dish, I'm big into noodles, mm-hmm. maybe too big. But anyway, um, they had these. Like chewy noodles with lots of vegetables yeah. in them. Oh, it was so good. I would go back for that. Well, I got the egg rolls and the fried shrimp, which isn't very good for me, but they're sure yummy. Yeah. And I, then, of course, the reason we go there is because they have a, a jukebox there that you can put quarters into and play all sorts of 70s and 80s music, and I can harass the kids by singing at the top of my lungs. You didn't sing that much. I think Catherine I did, did too. though. Yeah, I guess you did. They got mad at me. 
And then I didn't realize we were there after closing. Yeah, we got there later this year. Usually we had to go earlier because we were on our way to the Christmas service we had to put on. Right. Yeah. So So the waitress left at like halfway through our dinner and we were like, where'd she go? And then we realized they were closing. Yeah, but the cook came out and gave us the bill. So. Yeah, she was real nice. We had <laughs> yeah. a good talk with her, too. So anyway, that's yeah. that was fun. And then, of course, on Christmas, we had a few friends over and baked a ham and a little roast. And my mom and, and my uncle. And, yeah, your mom and your uncle came over, Uncle Al and Grandma Ina. Yeah. And we had a great time. So it was just really a mellow Christmas. Yeah, we did. And I made my, my Swedish bread. Yeah. And um, all kinds of but Swedish cookies. Yes, we kind of went through that Swedish bread rather quickly. Well, it's pretty good. You only made yeah. one loaf, so actually we made two. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> only one made it to Christmas Day. Very <laughs> one, one got eaten the day I made it, and then one got eaten Christmas Day. Uh, understood. Okay. Well, uh, I got a few more things to talk about, and then I'm going to get into the subject for today called priorities. What's most important in mm. life? Should be good, interesting. Good subject. Yeah, you might want to come back and join me for part of it, but uh, I'm going to go talk about geeky things now. All right. Well, you okay. have fun with your geeky stuff. Happy New Year. And um, I guess we already had Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Have a blessed year, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Okay, now she's taking off. She's taking her earphones off. She's leaving me. Goodbye. Okay, I want to talk about uh, a recent movie that I saw called Avatar. Now, my son would have been here to talk about it, but he's busy today. So he saw it first, then I saw it. And I need to go see it in 3D because I didn't see it in 3D. But um, I do want to talk about the movie. Uh, Avatar. Okay, Avatar is one of the coolest movies I've seen in a long, long time. And I'm not sure why, but I think I know. I think I know. I think I put it down to the Disney factor. Now, let me, let me explain what that means, even though this isn't a Disney film. Um, Avatar is basically, and if, if, you're, if you haven't seen it yet, you know, you might want to listen to this, you may not. There'll be spoilers, I'll tell you what happens in the movie. So you might want to fast forward a few minutes and get past this if you don't want to be spoiled on it. But uh, let me just explain. Avatar basically was a movie about um, an alien world where... They had combined human and alien DNA together, uh, the military had, or, and some scientists had combined it together and grew some bodies of the aliens uh, infused with the DNA of humans and then um, were able to take the human beings, they put them into a chamber and they would hook up and basically use the body that they had grown and be able to infiltrate and go inside and learn all about the aliens. Okay, that's basically... The, the premise of the movie, uh, except for the fact that, of course, in a very Disney-esque fashion, the turmoil was caused by the aliens had something in their land that the human beings wanted to mine and extract, some type of a power source. I can't even remember what, what it was called. But basically, the evil humans wanted to extract the, uh, the valuable source that happened to be concentrated underneath the village where the alien population lived and so they, we have the scientists we have the human scientists we have the human military and then we have the aliens and what happens is the scientists of course realize that this whole world is connected to the to the aliens in a different way than human beings are connected to the earth and basically the the military wants to go in and do this and kill off all the aliens and 
destroy them and the scientists want to try and talk the aliens out of this so that they don't get harmed and hurt and uh, basically you know it's again in very Disney-esque fashion um, we get the struggle of the, the evil corrupt greedy people trying to exploit the natives of the land okay so and and of course all sorts of crazy stuff happens in between that and of course the end results well you'll have to see you have to go to the movie to see the end result I won't spoil that but it was very predictable I have to say that if you took away all the special effects and all the, the stunning way that the movie was made it is a very predictable plot and pretty much rehashed from a lot of other movies However, I have to say the reason that I liked it so much was it was done so creatively. Uh, you couldn't really tell the difference between the CGI and, and the actual filming uh, of real people. It was, I've never seen anything quite like it before. And I can't wait to go see it in 3D. That's what I, I'm going to take my friend Wendell and we're going to go see it in 3D because from what I understand, it is just spectacular in that. What did I like about the movie? I like the cinematography. I like the the interaction with the aliens um, I like the creative design of the aliens I thought that was just fabulous I loved the geeky technology that they were using to uh, kind of like in the movie surrogates where they they could hop into this other body I thought that was really cool I liked the actors and the actresses I thought they were very very good and they did a, a wonderful job at acting even though you know most of the time you're watching a, a computer generated image you didn't realize that because it was just done so well and I'm not sure exactly what the technology they used but I think it's the same type of technology but but amped up a little bit that they used with Gollum on Lord of the Rings where they put the guy in the suit with the sensors and then they did a bunch of action with that I think they did the same thing with the actors and actresses on this movie Avatar so anyway just just a fabulous movie it, it, it was heartwarming I didn't see a lot of adult content I mean there's a few I mean not not a huge amount um, there's a few cuss words but they weren't they weren't huge in it it wasn't really the main focus of everything um, it was intense and I think the the scenes where they're riding the bird-like creatures was they were just fantastic and where they're jumping through the things that reminded me of when I watched Disney's Tarzan, you know, uh, the Phil Collins, you know, when Phil Collins did the music for it and, the, you know, Tarzan is uh, going through the trees and, and skateboarding down the trees and stuff. Well, this was done in such a, I mean, thousand times better. But uh, just the whole idea of them being in the jungle and, uh, the again, it, it's just, you got to see it. I don't know how to describe it. You just have to see it. It's visually stunning. and you And you leave the movie thinking you you have a warm feeling in your heart even though there was a lot of mayhem and a lot of sad very very um thought-provoking themes in it um it you left feeling good like you've triumphed like there's something you, your heart was warm and from what i understand the film has already done you know hundreds of millions of dollars already and uh, they i mean they they paid i don't know how much it cost to do the movie something some somewhere up to 300 million well it's already made that back twice i think already already and it's only been out for a couple of weeks. So it's pretty pretty amazing. So I, I highly recommend Avatar. It's a great movie. I'd say, you know, anywhere from 12 years old on up would probably really enjoy the movie. I think it's rated PG-13. Uh, there's a lot of military violence and stuff like that. And it is, it is intense. Uh, but I give the movie a thumbs up. I thought it was heartwarming. And even though the, the theme is predictable... And we've heard it before with Dr. Seuss and Disney 
um, I still think it's worth a look at. It was, again, visually just stunning and well executed. So I'm looking forward to see what, the, maybe they'll do an Avatar too. I don't know. I, maybe not I, the way it ends, but uh, you'll have to check that out for yourself. Anyway, highly recommended from me to you. Hey, the other cool thing that I want to talk about is um, I'm going to be uh, asking my friend to talk a little bit about the brand new phone that's out uh, called the Droid, and uh, you've seen commercials for it, and you've and you've heard about it, and I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm kind of thinking that I'd like to get the Droid, but I I don't know yet. My friend just got one for Christmas, so I'm going to see if I can interview him and talk a little bit about what he likes and what he doesn't like about it. So stay uh, stick around for that. That's not today. That that'll probably be next week. But I did want to mention, if you have the droid and you want to send some comments in about it, that would be just awesome. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com is my email. Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about geeky today is I went ahead and I got on eBay. I've been listening. My, my friend Tim Morris uh, that does the Appy Times podcast. Fantastic, by the way. It's uh, Appy Times, A-P-P-Y Times, like T-I-M-E-S. Dot podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com. You can check out his podcast. It's all about different applications for the iPod and the iPhone. Anyway, he was talking about how he's doing these things called Audio Boo. Uh, and what it is is where he records some audio and then he sends it in, in on like Twitter and different things like that and you can listen to him. But in order to do that, you have to have a microphone. Now, those of us that don't have the iPhone, we have the iPod Touch. There's no built-in microphone on it. It's just it's you don't have any way of inputting um, audio on it uh, unless you get a thing called a microphone, obviously. So I went on eBay and I typed in iPod Touch microphone and I got several different things. Well, anyway, I found one that looked like the size of like a, a big vitamin that you would take, like a little horse pill, you know. And I ordered it for four ninety five plus shipping. I think I got the whole thing for. Seven bucks. They sent it to my house. I got it. I opened its tiny little thing, and and you just plug it right in. I'm going to do it right here. I'm turning on my iPod right now. Um, looks like a little little vitamin, and you pull off the cover, and it's got um, three little uh, three little things on the plug in, and you just turn on your iPod, which I just did, and I plug it in to the iPod, and it goes right into the earphone jack. And then um, what I did is I downloaded, um, I think it's on, it may be on the iPod Touch already, but I think called Voice Memos, it was free, and you just click on it. So what you do is you just plug it right into the bottom of your I, iPhone or your iPod Touch, and then you open up your Voice Memo, and then you click Record. Okay, we're going to do a little test, and I'm going to record right now. Uh, here's a little test for the Take Him With You podcast, is to see just how clearly that this uh, microphone works on the iPod Touch. Okay, thanks. Okay, now I recorded that, and I'll, I'll go into my menu here, and it'll show me that I recorded something at uh, today's date, 14 seconds long. And what I'll do now is I'm going to unplug the microphone. I'm going to sync it up with my iDock here, and we're going to listen to it back. And I'm going to show you the quality of it. For four ninety five, that's American, four dollars ninety five cents. Uh, we get a pretty darn good recording. Just let me put it into the dock here. Okay, now we're gonna sync it up here, and we'll take a listen to it. 
it's neat too because once you sync up your iPod Touch with your iTunes, it automatically makes a playlist called Voice Memos. And I think that's kind of cool too. And you can just click on Voice Memos and it'll tell you um, which ones that are on there. And then you just pick them and you play them right over your iTunes. And voila, you've got yourself a nice quality sounding uh, deal. So let me play it for you. And so you can... You can hear what it sounds like. All I do is just go over to my iTunes, turn it on. There it is in the thing that I recorded it in a playlist, and I'll just push play. Here we go. Okay, we're going to do a little test, and I'm going to record right now. Uh, here's a little test for the Taking With You podcast is to see just how clearly that this uh, microphone works on the iPod Touch. Okay, thanks. Not so bad, is it? That's pretty amazing. And that's just a little tiny $4.95, $4.95 altogether, like five bucks. And you got yourself a little recording system. What's nice is the iPod has got so much room on it that you can record and record and record hours of stuff if you wanted to. And it makes it into a little MP4 and you can play it back. Very cool. And then you can record it to CD or, you know, edit it, do whatever you want to pretty cool i'm very very impressed and uh for five bucks you know plus some shipping and handling you know there you go you got a microphone for your uh ipod touch special thanks to tim morris from the happy times podcast the podcast all about applications for your iphone and your ipod touch or in my case or in his case he calls it his eye thingy which is fantastic anyway thanks man i love it I'm so happy to have a microphone for it now. How cool is that? One last little bit of geeky stuff before we get into the words of wisdom today. Wanted to talk very quickly, give you a quick update on the Stargazer CD. Many of you know that I put out a Stargazer CD uh, collection of music to uh, watch the stars with uh, on iTunes. and I made about 100 physical CDs, and, and right now I think I've I've sold about half of those a lot of them went out for promotional stuff i think i only have like 10 cds left and uh which is really good so i'm happy about that and then of course um we also have it on itunes and and uh you know the weird thing about itunes you'd think that they'd have it'd be real quick to tell you how much you've sold but um i got my european reports didn't do so hot but it's not it wasn't horrible i think i sold like seven of them in in um, england and a few up in canada and and I I think I know all the folks who bought them up there. So thank you guys, <laughs> appreciate that. And over there across the pond, as they say, uh, thank you for buying the the uh, the download on iTunes. Haven't got a report yet from iTunes here in the states, so I don't know how we did. It's been out for two months now, and I don't know if I've made any money at all on it. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we paid it back. We'll see. We're close to actually after after selling the CDs. And the the few that we did overseas, uh, we're close to just breaking even on it. So we'll see we'll see how we do in the states and see if anything happened as a result of it. If you uh, if you purchase it on iTunes, um, give me an email. Let me know if you're from the states. Uh, if you if you bought it on iTunes, and that'll give me a little idea of what to expect when we finally get our sales report. It'd be interesting. But uh, here's a little promo for uh, Stargazer. And if you haven't got it yet, you should pick it up. It's a pretty cool CD. If I don't say so myself. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. 
Launch commit. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. Well, it's time once again for Words of Wisdom. We're going to be starting in Genesis chapter 1 from the Message Bible. Genesis 1, Heaven and Earth. First this, God created the heavens and earth, all you see. All you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke light, and light appeared. God saw that the light was good and separated light from dark. God named the light day, and he named the dark night. It was evening, it was morning, day one. God spoke sky. In the middle of the waters, separate water from water, God made sky. He separated the water under sky from the water above sky, and there it was. He named sky the heavens. It was evening, it was morning, day two. God spoke, separate, water beneath heaven gather into one place, land appear. And there it was, God named the land earth. And he named the pooled water Ocean. God saw that it was good. God spoke earth, green, up. Grow all varieties of seed-bearing plants and every sort of fruit-bearing tree. And there it was. Earth produced green seed-bearing plants, all varieties, and fruit-bearing trees, all sorts. God saw that it was good. It was evening. It was morning. Day three. God spoke lights, come out. Shine in heaven's sky, separate day from night. Mark seasons and days and years, lights in heaven's sky to give light to earth. And there it was. God made two big lights, the larger to take charge of the day, the smaller to be in charge of night. And he made the stars. God placed them in the heavenly sky to lighten up the earth and to oversee day and night. To separate light and dark, God saw that it was good. It was the evening, it was morning, day four. God spoke, swarm ocean with fish and all sea life. Birds fly through the sky over earth. God created the huge whales, all the swarm of life in the waters, and every kind of species of flying birds. God saw that it was good. God blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill the ocean. Birds reproduce on earth. It was evening, it was morning, day five. God spoke, earth, generate life, every sort of and kind, cattle and reptiles and wild animals, all kinds, and there it was. Wild animals of every kind, cattle of all kinds, every sort of reptile and bug, God saw that it was good. God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature, so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds in the air and the cattle. 
and yes, the earth itself. And every animal that moves on the face of the earth, God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and the birds in the air and for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. And then God said, I've given you every sort of seed-bearing plant on earth and every kind of fruit-bearing tree, given them to you for food. To all the animals and all the birds, everything that moves and breathes, I give whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. God looked over everything he had made. It was good, so very good. It was evening. It was morning. Day six. There you go. That's Genesis chapter one from the Message Bible right here on Take Him With You. And that's your words of wisdom. Well, as you already know... Take Him With You, the podcast, is sponsored by the Moyer family. And we actually rely on your donations to make this podcast happen. Now, we're not a nonprofit ministry or anything like that. We are a business, and I do all sorts of different things like websites and photography and music. But we really could use your help. If you'd like to help us reach out all over the world with a message of hope, creativity, and encouragement, would you please... Help us out by sending in a donation. You can visit our site at TakeHimWithYou.com. Click on the Donate button and use PayPal. Thanks so much for considering helping us out. Well, it's time for Food for Thought right here on Take Him With You. This week's subject, Priorities, What's Really Important in Life. us at one time or another um, struggle with our priorities in life. And I'm not sure why that. I think the older we get, the more we reflect on things during New Year's, you know, and we kind of look at, well, how did I do this last year? And what are my goals for next year? And so on and so forth. And of course, last week we talked about the two degree difference, making smaller changes that are easier, that really set our life on on a better course than doing sweeping changes and then giving up on them in a few months. And so I recommend um, going back and listening to that podcast if you did not get a chance to. It's called The Two, Two Degree Difference, uh, episode number 48. And uh, check that out in the in the stream. You can stream it. You can download it on iTunes. Or you can go to takehimwithyou.com and check it out. But this week I want to talk about priorities. I know it, like, when I was a young person, my priorities were so different, I think, and as I, the older I get, the more I think I, I really look at my priorities and try to figure out um, what's going to work and what's not. You know, a lot of us have lives that we don't like in some area, and usually it's because our priorities are out of whack. Sometimes that can be because of ourselves, or sometimes it can be because of another person. I asked a question on Facebook and on Twitter, my impromptu questions. I was sitting at lunch, and I just emailed it out. 
And a funny thing, Facebook didn't email it out for five hours after that, but I did get some on Twitter as well. But here was the question. It was, what are the two biggest priorities in your life? And uh, we'll start with uh, Facebook real quick. And Sherry said, my relationship with Christ and my children, because without him, I am nothing. That was her answer. Jerry said, Christ and my wife and children. Can't just say two. Uh, Janet said, God and family. Marilyn said, spending time with the Lord and spending time with my hubby. Uh, Carrie said, kitties and Facebook? Question, or good question. <laughs> Thanks, Carrie. Joseph said, uh, my family and my ability to provide for them. Uh, Pauletta said, oh, I like the that one, Joseph. Very good. Me too. Um, and then... Um, she also wrote again, uh, Pauletta wrote, doing my best to live as a Christian, Christ-like, and my family. Alan says, what do I believe them to be, or what are they really? Or what do I want them to be? Not prepared to answer any which way right now. I thought that was an interesting comment. And then Michelle says, Christ and my family. That was on Facebook. Lots of really good answers there on what are the two biggest priorities in people's lives um, here on uh, Twitter, um, it looks like Geeky Fanboy said, Spending time with people I love and my health. Very nice. Um, Hawkeye Med says, Isla and Natalie. That's his uh, daughter and his wife. And then uh, Spaltar says, Unfortunately, work and family, friends, faith, etc. I tend to put my needs and health last, which is not always good. Very true. Very true. Thank you, Sue, for that uh, comment on Twitter. So let's talk about priorities for a moment, because I, th I think they're really important. Um, we all have priorities. I think what Alan brought up was really good, and that is there are priorities that we think we have or that we want to have, and then there's the priorities we really have. And in order to find out what priorities we really have, let's define what a priority is. I looked it up on dictionary.com. This is what I got. A precedence, especially established by order of importance or urgency, an established right to precedence, an authoritative rating that establishes such a precedence, a preceding or coming earlier in time, um, something afforded or deserving prior attention. So that's what a priority is. It's, it's basically um, what's most important in our lives. And uh, in this case, we talk about a lot of things. And I, I think it's really interesting how the theme seems to be that family is quite, quite a ways up there. And in people that believe in God, God is quite a ways up there. And then people that um, maybe not necessarily uh, believers in God or, or don't have a relationship with Christ might answer a job or, a, or other things that, um, that are a priority there. But I think it is interesting that as human beings, we all kind of know that what the most important things in life are. Now, the question I have, and I did a little research on this, is why do we have problems with our priorities? Why is it that some people seem to be able to order their life just really good and, and well, and then other people just have a real hard time getting their priorities straight? And, you know, the answer isn't really super simple. It isn't, because we all are different personalities, and we approach life different ways. And I think it's fascinating if you if you start to think about personalities and how they handle priorities, you start to get a little clearer picture of how what people are like. And not in a bad way, but just in the in their personalities. Real aggressive and go-getter type of people seem to have their priorities very focused. And then people that are a little more real, relaxed and creative, 
um, have a, their priorities seem to change a little bit. But then you go to somebody that doesn't really have any hope, is kind of having a rough life, and their priorities are all messed up. And I, and I think if all of us can relate to every single one of those people because we've all been those at certain times. I know that uh, for me, if I've got the right people around me and I'm in the, the job that I really like doing and things are kind of going my way, then I'm a lot more clear on my priorities. When I've been hurt or or disappointed or messed over, that's when um, my priorities aren't as clear as they have been. And so I think you, it's fair to say that circumstances in life can sometimes mess up our priorities. However, there's only one person that can really change priorities in your life, and that's you. That's me. We are the only ones that really can change anything in our lives. Now, we might have God trying to speak to us, and we may have friends trying to intervene, and we may have all sorts of circumstances happening, but we are the only ones that can truly change priorities in our life. So why do we have problems with priorities? I think the number one thing is selfishness. And and I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm talking about myself here. You know, when when I really want something and I'm not thinking about the needs of others, when I am greedy or mean and I want revenge or, or uh, just plain lazy, I don't think about the needs of other people and therefore my priorities get screwed up. I don't know about you. Maybe you do the same thing. I know I do, and I have to constantly think now, what am I doing here? Am I being selfish? If I am, my priorities are not going to line up with what's important. Um, you know, if I'm being um, lazy and stuff like that, priorities are not going to line up with the way they're supposed to. So selfishness really is something that we need to look at when when we're looking at our priorities. Are we living a life geared towards ourselves, or are we trying to help other people? Are we trying to be a good father, a good employee are we are you know are we being loyal are we being loving um are we being um hard working you know there's a lot of things we can ask ourselves are we being grateful or ungrateful uh, many times that'll really look at our priorities if we make one of our priorities to love people and put their needs before our own needs well then you know a lot of times uh priorities start to to work out correctly um, the other thing that that's really a problem with with priorities and gets in the way is the fact that everyone wants wants us or wants a piece of us. I mean, if you watch any TV, if you watch any advertisement, if you're on the internet at all, people are always constantly wanting a piece of us. That's why it's so hard for me to ask for money um, to keep the podcast going because I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, manipulate people. I don't want to I don't want to try I don't want to be one of those voices trying to pull on everybody because I don't think that's right. I think it messes people's priorities up. But you know, everybody really does want a piece of us. Not not everyone, but there's a lot of stuff out there geared toward marketing and trying to get us to uh, give them their money and our time and all these other things. And sometimes that can sway us from priorities that are more important than that. And we have to really really focus in what's most important for my life, and and I'll get to what I really believe is the, the root cause of everything. Uh, the third thing that I've found that really messes up priorities is guilt, shame, and manipulation. A lot of times we care so much about what other people think or what a certain person thinks or what a certain, this boss or that boss or this organization or that organization or this pastor or this Christian or, or whoever. We care so much about what they think about us that we allow them to change our priorities. 
And you know, that isn't a good thing. That, but but the, I've been there many, many times because I want someone to think a certain way about me, then I will change my priorities so that they think that about me. But you know what? We really don't have any power over what people think about us. We really don't. That's a misconception. But if we're doing anything out of guilt or out of shame or because someone is manipulating us, then we're truly not focusing on our priorities. And that is really, really a sad fact of reality. And I don't like that. I don't like saying that, and I don't like hearing that, but it's totally true. How many times have we done something out of obligation because we're, we feel guilty? Or out of shame because, you know, oh gosh, you know, uh, I feel so bad about that, and I'm ashamed of that, so I'll go do this. Or out of manipulation, somebody's really pressuring us, and we just cave in to what they want. And we change our priorities because of other people. That really shouldn't happen. And we really we really need to reevaluate that. I know I've had several times to go, now, wait a second. Why am I doing this? Is this really going to be helpful? Okay, so, so we know that we have problems with our priorities. What does God say that our priorities should be? Now, this is a really interesting subject. Because as, you know, when I gave my heart to God, I had no idea that my priorities would change in life. I mean, I had heard a few things that, well, when you when you accept Christ in your heart, you're going to, you know, everything changes. And I'm like, whatever. You know, I just really, I needed a friend. I needed, I needed to make my life right before God, and that's what I did. Well, I had no idea what was going to happen. It really was a, a reorganizing of my priorities. And I was reading in part of the Bible in Mark, and it was really fascinating to see uh, somebody asked Jesus this question, and he answered it. And his answer is profound. It's in Mark chapter 12, and it says this. It says, uh, one of these teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Jesus was talking with a bunch of other uh, religious scholars. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. This is a fascinating passage of Scripture. Here we find out from Jesus himself what are the most important commandments? Not that the commandments aren't important, but he he boils them all down into two, which I think is fascinating. And, and if we concentrated on these things, if we made these our priority, our lives would absolutely change for the better. So what does he say? He says the number one thing is our relationship with God. So So that's a really interesting thing because a lot of people don't make that a priority in their life. And if we did make our, our priority in life to make sure that we are right with our Creator, right with God, what in the world would we think? How would we think differently? 
Well, I know this. I know that in my relationship with my wife, if things are going well with us, if we're communicating, if, if we're listening to each other, if we're, we're, um, we're on the same page together, our life goes much, much smoother. Now you think about that, okay, husband and wife. Think about it this way. What about our relationship with God? Very similar in its fashion because that, you know marriage is simply a type and shadow of our relationship with God. This is interesting because if we get right with God, and what does it mean to get right with God? Does that mean we have to be perfect? Nope. There's no way we can be. Does that mean that we have to do everything just right and and uh, and we have to have a certain time that we do this and that and do, go through our religious duties? No, it doesn't. Being right with God is very simple. It's it's asking Christ to come into your heart and living for Him. That's being right with God. Doesn't mean you're perfect. Doesn't mean you're going to make um, perfect decisions. You're going to make mistakes every single day, just like I do. But but here's the deal: a relationship with God changes everything. It starts to change our priorities. So. If we do that, if we give our heart and our lives over to God and say, you know, I might not understand everything you are, but I give my heart over to you, God, that is the, the, the best priority we could ever make. Because from that, every other decision is made. You think about that for a moment. If our heart is one with God, if, if he comes in, if, if Jesus comes into our heart and we begin to live for him, he will get our priorities straightened out. So when this person came, this religious scholar came to Jesus, he said, well, what's the most important? And, and of course, Jesus answers, well, um, love God. Your relationship with God is the most important. Love God. And then he says, and then the second thing, this is really interesting, he says, love your neighbor as yourself. And those are like two in one because it's very hard to love other people if you don't love yourself. And I also think that he's trying to say something here is that the the basic instinct in man and women men and women is survival and you know we are really good at well some of us are better than others at it but we're really good at protecting ourselves and i think that's what he was talking about i think he was saying love your neighbor just like you love yourself in other words you you want all these good things and you want to succeed and you want to do all this well then love your neighbor like that wow that is a tall order but you think about that for a moment. If you could really make your priorities, if I could make my priorities loving my neighbor as I do myself. Now, let's see, what do I do? I try to pay my bills. I try to provide for my family. Um, I try to take care of myself, to be around for a while. All these different things that I do for myself, that's how I love myself. What if I treated my neighbor like that? And by neighbor here, it's saying to the people around you. What would change in my life? If I loved God first, and then I loved my neighbor as myself. In other words, took interest in people around me and their welfare. What would happen to my priorities in life? Well, I think they would change. I think we would buy different things. We would own different stuff. We would go different places. And we would live a different life if we truly loved God first and then loved those people around us like we love ourselves. I think our priorities would dramatically change. And I'm not saying you can't have fun in life. I'm not saying you can't have a good vacation or own nice stuff. Not saying that at all. What I am saying, though, is that perhaps we may be spending too much time thinking about our own comfort and not enough time thinking about God and others. And that's basically priorities. What do we set aside? People will do what they really want to do. We all have the same amount of time in the day. 
and we do what we want to do. When it boils it down to things, we do what we want to do. And I think this is fascinating. So can we change the priorities in our life? Sure we can, but we're the only ones that can. And it might take some guts. It might mean saying to some people, you know what, I'm not going to do that thing anymore. Or I'm not, this activity I'm not involved in anymore. I just can't do that. Or it may mean opening our eyes and, and for the first time looking around. Who is our neighbor? Who is in need of help? How could we make a difference in their lives? It may mean turning around and saying, wait a minute, where is my relationship with God? Do I even have one? Am I, do I just believe in God or do I really trust in him? See, there's, there's a lot of things we need to think about. How could our priorities be different? Good questions, huh? Well, my prayer is that we would think about what Jesus said. If, if it's most important to have our relationship with God right, then I, I, I say, hey, for this new year, let's go ahead and, and say, Jesus, help me. I need your help. I want, to, I want to be a spiritual person. I don't necessarily want to go through religious rituals or anything like that, but I want to have a relationship with you, God. So help me. There you go. That's the first thing. And then, then pray, Lord, what, how do you want me to help people around me? What can I do to love my neighbor as I do myself? How can I be passionate about helping people just like I help myself? And then see where your year goes. I bet you it'll be a completely different way of thinking about things. Completely different way of setting priorities. Well, I don't want to get all preachy, and I probably have. But uh, I thought that this was just a fascinating subject. And what are the most important things in life? And I can I can guarantee this. It's not what we think of automatically. It's not necessarily money. It's not necessarily things. Um, it's not necessarily—I mean, all the travels that I've had around the world, it's not about all those things. It's really about relationships. And in fact, that that has been proven true in what we talked about, relationship with God, relationship with others. When my grandfather passed away— uh, he had a fanny pack around his uh, his waist. Here he was, confined to home, wasn't getting out at all. He was older, his health was bad, and he died with like nine hundred dollars cash on him. Now he would have he would have never where would he use nine hundred dollars cash? He never got out of his chair. Well, he, one of his priorities in life was money, and he thought that that would rescue him. But he still passed away. I'm so glad that he made things right with God before he did, because now I know he's in heaven. I'm going to see him again. How cool is that? That's awesome. But you see. Our priorities, they can be all messed up. And it's we're not going to take anything with us. I'll never forget when my father-in-law passed away. Um, you know, he had all, I went out to his house the day that he had passed away. And, and we came in and there was his chair and there was his Louis L'Amour books and his remote control and his rubber boots sitting next to the his chair. He didn't take anything with him except his relationship with God and with others. And I'll tell you what, it really sobers you up when you realize there's, there, you know, we come into the world naked, we go out naked. And really the most important things that we do uh, really are relationships in our life. And I think those those relationships should be God first and then, of course, others before ourselves. And priorities can work out the way that we really want them to if we'll concentrate on them and take a look at our own life. Okay, enough said. I'm going to play a song. I'll be right back and pray for you, and then I'll tell you what we're doing next week. Befriended Befriended by the King above all kings 
surrender, surrender to a friend above all her friends. Invited, invited deep into this mystery. Delighted, delighted by the wonders I have seen. This will be my story. This will be my song. You'll always be. Greatest gift 
That is a song by an artist named Matt Redmond from the UK. And uh, that song is called Befriended from his Where Angels Fear to Tread CD. Always like that song just because I love the line where it says, My greatest gift would be the least that you're due. And, uh, you know, we as human beings, when making priorities, when we realize how big God is and how small we are in the spectrum of things, it really puts perspective in place. And then we begin to realize that we were created to do something much bigger than we when we than we realize on this earth. God really cares about us and has something for us if we'll acknowledge him and listen to him. So, very cool. Can I pray for you? Let me pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to make the right priorities in our life. None of us are expert on this. Uh, we all have shortcomings and make mistakes. But you, God, I believe, have something for us. And I pray that we would be sensitive to hear what you're speaking to our heart, that you would help us, Lord, to make you the priority and then our families and and then the people around us and, and help us to be men and women that would be people that cared about others. And uh, we just thank you for that. Thank you for helping us. And thank you for a relationship that we can have with you when we receive you into our heart. And we're just so grateful for that. Let 2010 be a year where we are known as people that care. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there you go. I hope you really enjoyed this program all about priorities. Kind of different, you know, a little bit different than we're uh, than we're used to. Uh, but that's okay. It's kind of fun to, to think about our priorities and what's going on in our lives. Um, got all sorts of ideas for the, for the podcast this year uh, coming up and... Uh, I'd like to share a few with you. Um, I'm thinking about doing one called Trials and Tribulations, um, Jesus and Captain Picard. I thought that would be fun. Is How do Christians uh, justify liking Star Trek so much? Because I do. Uh, I'll talk about that. Uh, how about this one? Is everyone going to heaven? Good question. How about this one? This is a great subject I think that people will really enjoy. What do gay people think about Christians? Have you ever wondered? Because there seems to be animosity between the Christian community and the and the homosexual community. What's going on with that? And that might be a very, very interesting subject to talk about. How about this one? Doomsday. Is the end really drawing near? <laughs> How about the love of money and the root of all evil? That sounds like fun. How about dealing with disappointment or uh, the right or the wrong wing? Um, how about gambling? Is it bad or is it good? Uh, are movies and TV from the devil? That's a good question. Uh, these are all just different subjects that I was thinking about covering on the podcast in the coming year. Uh, if you have any ideas or you have any questions, would you please write to me? Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. That's Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Amy and I love feedback. We so enjoy it, and we really want to hear from you. It helps us to keep going and going strong. So thank you for that in advance. Please email us. Let us know what you thought about our Christmas Carol audio drama. I didn't get a whole lot of feedback on that. I'm surprised. I got it from a few people, but not very many. So I'd like to hear if you if you liked it or shared it with your relatives. I would like to know about that. Um, is there a subject you want us to cover on taking with you? Then please send it on in. Okay, that's it for today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. I'll see you next week. Remember, never forget to take him with you. Take him with you, copyright 2009.
Moyer Multimedia LLC. All rights reserved. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. I'm a television junkie, and the real world stumps me. I got a lot of problems, why don't somebody solve them? Hello, this is... No, I was going to say this is Angela. <laughs> that wouldn't that work. That would be appropriate. No, because I'm not Angela. <laughs> and I'm not Jen. <laughs> And you're not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. No, you-, you would in fact be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Oh, let's do that. Okay. 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 Uh, go, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you do it first. Hi, this is Jen. No, no. <laughs> say hello. This is not Jen. And no, this is not Angela. And I say, this is not Jen. Okay. And then you say, you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. Okay. But when you're done listening to... Yeah, fill in the blank. That works. It's like magic. It is. magic. It's funny. Okay. Let's go with it. Okay. Okay. So then I, should I go first then, since I'm not Jen? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, I'm not Jen. And I'm not Angela. And you are not listening to the Anomaly Podcast. You would, in fact, be listening to Take Him With You with our good buddy Rick. Rick! <laughs> When you're done, please come listen to the Anomaly Podcast at anomalypodcast.com. <laughs> it was like the best accidental promo oh, I ever. I know, it's what we're good at. Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times, and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me. Thank you. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you. 
Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! Zaboo!